Primary Purpose Big Book Study Groups Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. Let's have our joke now. Hello, everybody. I'm Dana. I'm your alcoholic comedian for the evening. And we are on the last page of the joke book today. So, dear Lord, so far today, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm really glad about that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. Thanks, Donna. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Jay. Hi guys, thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're gonna start our two minute meditation. So please take a moment to get situated. Turn off all devices that might make noise that will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. So if everybody's ready, we can start our meditation. Thank you. 
Now we are going to say the fog light prayer. For those of you who don't know it, it is on the screen. God, let your love shine through me like a fog light. Amen. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. And we have asked Noah to come up and read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Welcome, Noah. Good evening, everybody. My name is Noah, and I'm an alcoholic. So spiritual experience, the term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring up about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is her erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming, quote, God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook, feeling and outlook, sorry. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are, are what the psychologist William James calls the, quote, educational variety, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the, diffi- the difference. Among, I'm sorry. The newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes he has undergone a profound alter, alteration in his reaction to life. He has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life. That such a change could hardly have been brought about by that himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they present presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. There's more. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Okay, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Most of us think this this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God-consciousness. Most empathetically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need no one need have difficulty. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is, the, which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep man in everlasting 
ignorance that principle is the concept of prior to investigation. That was a quote there I read at the end by Herbert Spencer. Thank you for letting me read. Yeah. Well done. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up or, and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so please set your phones to airplane mode or just turn them off. And now we have Paulette here for her 10th session. Please welcome Paulette. We could tell who read that before, right? We were clapping before it was over, huh? We know who reads the big book, huh? Take it off the shelf, people. Dust it off. There's a picture of you in it. I just love you folks, eh? Absolutely. Well, hello, fellow travelers. Ten weeks. Ah, time flies while we're busy having fun. Let me start by saying thank you again to this group for a wonderful opportunity for allowing me to dig deeper inside of myself and continue. So let me start by doing my set-aside prayer. And those of you who are new or have not been here before, I do this prayer not not because I want you um, to have this God of my understanding, but it's because I rely on this to balance me and to keep me from um, my ego and allow me to be open. And it's called a set-aside prayer that my previous sponsor, Dorothy H., gave to me years ago. And I do rely upon it whenever I am about to share my experience, strength, and hope with you. Um, how this program works in my life. And it says, um, Dear God, please set aside everything I think I know about myself, this book, my disease, these steps, and especially about you, dear God, so that I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me to see the truth. Thank you for your indulgence. I am an alcoholic. And I do have a home group. And my home group is the one day at a time group. Of Alcoholics Anonymous. Located in Miramar. My home group meets every Wednesday night. At 8 p.m. I am sponsored. And I sponsor. Uh, to me, it's the difference between work and working. I do have a sober date, and my sober date is January 28, 1995, and my name is Paulette. Thank you, fellow travelers. Grateful to be here. We are now on the 10th step. Step 10, and you know what I do. I have to read it the way it's written. Because I have this disease that tells me I should stick a word in there that doesn't belong. Because it will motivate me to do it right. Or do it on time. Or um, rationalize why I haven't done it. 
as my friend just told me, reminded me, or else. So um, step 10 says, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Simply stated, very simply. So thank you for that. I am going to be using my um, big book, and partly um, part of it will be also probably go over in the 12 and 12. Um, this is important for me. Um, remember, I am talking about my experience, strength, and hope with the 10th um, step and how it works in my life on a daily basis. And I want to start with um, the word, the key word in the 10th step is continued. I don't know if you're like me, but I suspect you may be, because you wouldn't be here on a Thursday night. I am not one of those person who will likely continue day in and day out. I'm always looking for new experiences and new adventure. But this 10th step is a new adventure for me with the word continue. It's the key word for me in 10. It's on page 64 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that starts me off. It says, and by the way, I won't be reading all of this, as you might suspect. I only pick a few um, paragraphs because you need to pick it up yourself and read it. Um, we don't spoon feed people in AA. Um, this thought brings us to step 10. This is on page 84 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It says, this thought brings us to step 10. Which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set any right, set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we clean up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. You can't get sober and live sober in a day, Paulette. It should continue for my lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask prayer. We ask God at once to remove them. That's the promptly in the step. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have learned, if we have harmed anyone, sorry. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And I'm going to stop there because you know how I work. I talk about how it works for me. And every time I am on a step and I am working a step, I have situations that comes up in my life that prompts me to put it to work. See, I know the steps are so, it's a living, living, breathing tool for me. I am not sure about how you use it. That's none of my business. But how I use it, I use it. 
these are skills that I am learning how to utilize in my day-to-day interaction. You see, what I am about to do is foreign to me. I am about to be in a relationship. A relationship with the God of my understanding and with you. And myself last. I am used to doing me first. And everybody else last. So I have to do the reverse. God first. You. And then me last. This is what 10 does for me on a daily basis. In fair weather. And in foul weather. And so what happens is. I suck at relationships. So I have to be a baby about it. And what 10 does, it gives me the tools to practice it. 10, it's called skills. And if you are anyone like me, when you have skills and you practice these skills, you get good at it. So you can't be trapped or are or are blindsided, or what, what Bill likes to call booby trapped. You know, you can't, you, you'll get that you have the skill. One of the skills that I have learned through step 10 is self restraint. I, if you're like me, and I suspect you are, self restraint means shut your mouth. <laughs> it doesn't mean my mind stops. Because I could be thinking about you in all kinds of crazy ways. What I would like to do to you at the moment. But I don't say it. I zip it. It gives me a moment to think about what I'm experiencing. What's going on with me. See, step 10 allows me to be present in every situation I'm going through. I am a present in it, and I can't understand what is going on if I'm running my mouth. If I'm talking over you, or if I'm getting defensive. And if you're like me, good offense, good defense. I'm in there. You know, I, I played at that a lot. And so for me, one of the things that I, um, I practice is self-restraint a lot. Do it a lot. And I tend to be able to not do harm. To be able to do a quick analysis of what's my part in it. And by the way, every time I'm disturbed, something is wrong with me. Even if I am not the cause of it. Especially if I'm not the cause of it. Because I have a tendency to want to fix things so I can be comfortable. And so 10 allows me not to go back into that kind of booby trap. It's an emotional booby trap. Something is going wrong with me. Because remember, by the way, if you have thrown away your fourth step, eight step, or nine step, God help you. Because with 10, you got to remember what who's on those lists. You know, step, the column one, I can't do nothing about it. That's the past. Column two, I can't do nothing about it. That's cause. Column three, I already gave it to the God of my understanding. Four is mine. Which means 
Where I am in fear, was I frightened? Was I dishonest? Was I, was I inconsiderate? This is my problem. I need to know which part of me is, 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 in the, is in the problem, is causing the problem. Where is my defect operating? Why am I fearful? Why? Immediately. And, and it says, 10 talks to me quickly. Because if I start practicing it on a regular basis, and the only way I can practice it in this is in an exchange. See, I can't do this in isolation. I can't have conversation with myself about you anymore. I actually have to come out and have a conversation with you. I have to be engaging in life. I have to participate in life. I cannot do this in a bubble. It doesn't happen that way for me. Ten is now presenting me to the world. Four through nine on a consistent basis is step ten. Quickly find out what's wrong. Do my inventory. Five, tell somebody immediately. Six, Am I in a state of readiness because I have located the defect of character that is operating and, and turning me into a monster? I love silent scorn. One of my greatest weapons. <laughs> if Ed was alive, he would tell you how much I used that during our 41 years. Even in sobriety, there are times when I don't continue. I will up. That's my go-to skill. It's negative. Something is wrong with me. Why do I go back to that? And that's the word continue. I need to continue. I need to be persistent. I need to be very, very persistent to continue to change. Because it's a personality change I'm about. See, this is a new me. The old me can't operate with this design for living. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Especially when I am not doing the things that I know. Because my spirit tells me. See, this is talking about 10 is now bringing me to a fourth dimension. But I go through the first three dimension. Then I can get into the spirit world. I can't get into the spirit world with the old Paulette. Change. Constant change. Every day I'm changing. If I'm not changing, I'm stuck. Means that I am in trouble. And for me, that is not good. Because it's something that I have learned all this. Read something to you. Because I was writing this down the other day and I want to tell you this. The key to understanding step 10 is the word continue. After I have finished working the first nine steps, there is really nothing new I'm going to learn in 10. You understand that? When I read that, I read it again. I was like, really? Oh, so all of this work I did from step four through nine, I have already learned about me. Now I've got to put it into practice. That's what this is about. But every time that I put it into practice, I find out more about me. 
And that's the, that's a, it's, it's so weird, but, oh, that's what I was doing all along. Recently, something happened to me at work. It's either work, nothing happens to me at an AA meeting. <laughs> you know, I was like, why can't I live in an AA meeting? <laughs> nothing happens to me in an AA meeting, except I get a message that will help me which is good. I've got to go out in the world and deal with my, my job, my personal life, my social life, my relationships with my families, my friends. I got to meet new people. I, I, found, I found out through Ted, I'm a social butterfly. I actually like people. And I realized that when I first came to AA for years, I used to say, I don't like people. You suck. <laughs> and then as I continued to practice the skills of 10, I realized how much I like people. Because it's you and my, with, with you exchanging with me, I get to know more about me. Which you might think is selfish, but it's not. It's the healthy form where it's called self-care. The more I learn about Paulette, the better I'm able to change. It's kind of weird in 10. You know, you got to pay attention to see the things that you normally would do. You're like, oh, Jesus, I didn't realize how sick I was. 10 allows you to see your sickness, full blown. That's why it's easy. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your, I'm telling you. And so it says, but instead, what we do is we should continuous work, do the work on it. Now, big book page 70 says, we have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill towards all men, even our enemies. Page 70 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. These are new skills for me. Tolerance, goodwill, patience towards all, including enemies, huge. But you get to practice it. So recently at work, I went through a situation. I was sharing that with my sponsor and my friend, Doc, because you've got to practice 10 that way. And this person was very upset. In, in my presence and a couple of other people present to the point where there were some F-bombs being dropped. Now, I, I work for the hospital, and it's not the patients. It's the people who work there and um, that has the issues. Um, and, um, and I'm one of the patients, too, so I'm not exempt. But this person was dropping F-bombs, highly upset. And I kept saying... What's wrong? What's wrong? Because 10 says, even when somebody else is disturbed, you got to look at you. And the person couldn't speak about it. That's how upset she was. But it bothered me because I work closely with this person. So I go in, and it says you go inside. you got to go in. And because I'm so used to practicing, I'm looking at myself, taking my survey analyzing myself, 
what did I do wrong? Did I do anything wrong? Because for me, it's easier to start off saying, did I do anything wrong? It's easier for me because then I can go through the, the fourth step quickly, quickly. And I couldn't figure out what did I do wrong that could make her upset with me. And I went through it. By the time I finished doing that, I knew it was something I did that I did not remember I did. So I didn't leave it there. I did not pass, but I, I let it pass. I, I sat, I got, went in, and I prayed. I prayed, reveal to me, please let me see the truth. From the set-aside prayer, let me see the truth. And it was not, 24 hours later, the truth was revealed. Something that I was supposed to do completely left my mind. I had no recollection, memory of that I was supposed to do it. And because of her anger and her emotional situation, she could not tell me that. So not only do I understand her anger, I understand that I messed up. So what I did was I spoke to my sponsor, fifth step, immediately. Talking over with another person. Spoke to my friend Doc on the phone. And talk about it. Then I decided I was going to make an amends. I got up 4 o'clock the Monday morning. Because if you're like me, delay is deadly. You understand what I'm saying? This is my pride. I don't want to tell her that I'm the person that caused it. I don't want to do it. But I know if I don't do it, it is going to harm me. Not only is my reputation going to be subtle, so I'm sullied, but also I can't live with myself. See, 10 allows me to have a conscience. And so what happened is I got up four in the morning and did my quiet time. And I went, and when I finished my quiet time, I got ready. Had my coffee, two cups, not too much caffeine. You know how that goes. And I got in to work. And her door was closed. And my disease says, don't knock. And I go to my office and I opened it. And I remembered why I am living this way. You see, I can't afford when the ninth step promises says, we are going to know a new freedom. It means I can't afford to give away my freedom to anybody else. It is not for sale. It is not ups for grabs. It is not a bartering. None of that is off. Ninth step says, I will know a new freedom, which means I must take action. And so I got up out of my office and I knocked her door softly. And she opens it and lets me in. And I look her that direct eye contact. And I said, I need to make an amends to you. Did not say I'm sorry. I don't use that. I need to make an amends to you. And she looks at me. See, normies can't understand that. You kind of shock them when you start that way. You know? <laughs> Don't even bother starting up. And God forbid if you use the word Jesus, you're in trouble. <laughs> so you have to keep it to the point where it says, 
I, I need to make amends to you. I did something that was wrong, and this is what I did, and I named it. And when I named it, she just sighed. Because this is what's been eating her lunch. And I said, and then she just quietly looks at me and she says, so what made you forget to do it? And I said to her, I totally forgot in the month of February, I was in an emotional state. It was Edward's birthday and all of those things just left my mind and I was totally into it. And she said, oh my God. That's right, Edward's birthday and Valentine's Day. Now, Ed and I never celebrated Valentine's Day. <laughs> 41 years, that's over the web, please. That's for you people in first, first year relationship. <laughs> but the 27th of February was Ed's birthday and he celebrated it very well. He's one of those men who took his birthday seriously. He never let you forget it. He enjoyed every moment of it. He milked every bit out of it. And so when the 27th of February came around, I felt every bit of it emotionally. But I was trying to duck it. And what happened is I forgot to do the work I was supposed to do. And I told her the truth. And she said, that's okay. And then she looked at me and she said, thank you. And I said to her, if I should forget anything next time, will you just shoot me a text or an email just as a reminder? I think I'm going to need it as we move forward through this year. Ten step. I walked out of her office and I felt like a new woman because I owned up to my wrong. And I've never ever had to experience that while I'm grieving. In foul weather or fair weather, you stand up. These are skills to be used not to put on a shelf. It is to be used every day. By the way, if you're earlier on in sobriety, I was one of those people who did, who thought that I would lay down and do my 10 step before I went to bed. That's not a 10 step. That's not what it says. Read it again. It says throughout the day. I should be doing this throughout the day. I should be watching for resentment. I should be looking for fear. He, he just says, they will crop up because I'm in a relationship with you. Remember, I don't like you. You suck. <laughs> so automatically I'm walking in there knowing that I'm going to bump head with you. Because after all, you've got feelings, I've got feelings, and we all have opinions. So what happens is I have to take the high road. So I must be on the lookout. And he says this every time. And he says, we love and tolerance is our code. Which means I now have a code to live by. All love and tolerance I have to love you and I have to be tolerant of you. And this is on a spiritual level, by the way. This is not just the ordinary tolerance where you actually hold your nose and put up with the person. This is on a spiritual level where if you have now entered the spirit, as he says, it means you go up here, you are balanced. 
Because see, I never react, reacted normally to any emotional situation. 10 now allows me to be emotional balanced. Now I don't get upset easily, <laughs> depending on my spiritual condition. Now I can quietly say in my head, call you every name outside of your Christian given name, but I don't have to let it cross my lips. And then I can say, God, please forgive me and bless your child and start praying for you to remove this resentment because I can't afford it. It's going to get, my freedom is going to be taken away. My first sponsor, Philip, told me this years ago. He said, never let anybody rent any space in your head for free. He was telling me about 10 step back then. And I didn't even have 60 days. When I am upset with you, you now live in my head. Remember the spirit, the Bible. And I'm, I'm not religious, but the Bible says, I think I wrote it down because I, I love this reading. So I wrote it down and I had to remember it. He says something here. He says, the, the, the benefits of learning about how much 10 step is. He says, here it is. The three dimensions of my life is my spiritual life. Listening to myself to receive direction before going out to have a relationship with you. I have to have a relationship with my God. Quiet time in the morning. Must do communion. So meditation starts already. By the way, back there he says my thought life will be placed on a higher plane. It was in five. Now it didn't come, it came full circle in ten. Sanity has returned. Which means now I'm thinking straight. Sound. What's my excuse for behaving, misbehaving? If I have sound thinking, because I have been given that opportunity. It says, so now I am now placed on a higher plane, spiritual, in the spiritual realm. And he talks about my physical life. I am looking at me and looking at you and how you see me behave in situations. Third step says, Take away my difficulties so that victory over them may be a witness to those I would help of your power and your love and your way of life. Ten step is saying, if I behave appropriately, you are seeing the God of my understanding demonstrate to me how he would want me to behave. So I don't have to hold you hostage when I'm going through situation. I can simply talk to you and share my experience with you. I don't have to hijack you anymore. So you feel as miserable as I feel. You won't know I feel miserable because I am paying attention to you. Because I'm serving you. Maximum service to you and my fellows at large. You got to be able to do that through 10. Skills. Practice. And then he says this. The, this is the part that I love. I read this and I was like, oh my God, I was so mad at my mother because she sent me to Bible school every Wednesday. I was on my resentment list against her. But something came up and I have to say this. In the Bible, in the Bible it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. In Alcoholics Anonymous in the big book, what is the heart? The spirit. The spirit. 
Then it says, with all my mind, what is my, the mental and emotional part of me, where my thinking is. If my thinking is not on it the right way, it is going to end up into actions that's going to harm me and others. Because as I think, so a man think it, so is he. It's only a matter of time before I demonstrate what I'm thinking. My thinking, my thought life, is the sum total of my life. My inventory tells me that. And then it says, and then I shall love you the way I love myself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if I treat myself well, then I will treat you well. So even though I'm supposed to be doing God first, you second, and me last, I'm still taking care of me. So you get the best of me all the time when I am involved with you. So I cannot be practicing selfishness. It's got to be the opposite. And all the time. Now Bill warned me. He said, Paulette, this is not an overnight matter. So you're not going to go to the top of the list. You're not going to get an A+. So all you overachievers, get over it. <laughs> you're going to fail. But when you fail, he says, complacency... You, we get right back up. Some of us get tired. Some of us believe that this is over. Some of us believe that we are on easy street. I am one of those. I am apt to be complacent. And then something happens and wakes me up and taps me on the shoulder. And I get right back. I'm miserable at first. Painstaking in nine it says. If we're painstaking about this development, that's what it says. Some pain has to come through all, all of this to grow. Because see, the God of my understanding is in charge of my growth. I am in charge of doing the action. Whatever comes out of that is up to the God of my understanding. So step 10 says, if I do this, Work in step 10 daily, continuously, persistently in foul weather and fair weather throughout the whole day. Each day, my life is being put in order. I now know my life is in order. No more chaos. No more confusion. I know where I, what my purpose is. I know what I'm all about. It says... Growing spiritually, mentally right thinking, right relationship with the world. I will be rocketed into the fourth dimension. It's the spiritual life. It's what when we talk certain talks to normie, they look at us like we grew three edges. They're like, ooh, you're too holy for me. There's a Jesus person here. No, fourth dimension, you're lifted. You're lighter. You have purpose. 10 does that for me. And so when I can practice this, every opportunity I get, I'm not always willing, my dear fellow travelers. I drag my heels sometimes, but pain is a great motivator. I like the life I have been given. 
I'm not about to waste it. Ken says I promptly need to do it. And I need to do it every day. And I also do my semi-annual because I live my life today. I have a very full life. So sometimes I have to do a semi-annual survey. Sometimes I got to do that because I got to take a survey of all of what's going on in my relationship. Where am I? Remember, my life is in order, but I can do one thing and put it out of order. I need to continue. So we need to understand that step 10 is talking about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's 10. Thank you. Let's give Paulette another round of applause. And we have David coming up for the secretary's report. Welcome, David. Hi, my name is David, and I am your recovered alcoholic secretary. Hi, David. Tradition which states that every group shall be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. The baskets are now going around. We also have QR codes uh, on the back of some of the chairs uh, if you'd like to contribute through Venmo. Um, and um, I have asked Mary, who has driven all the way from Melbourne just to be here for this meeting tonight, to read the recovered statement. Hi everyone, my name is Mary and I am an alcoholic. Hi Mary. We are recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism, recovered but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for a lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind. Rather than in his body, that's page 23, we are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have, reco we, we have recovered. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. 1940-style big book sponsorship from the forward to the second edition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who, uh, who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Is there anyone in the room who needs a sponsor? Okay, if you're too shy to raise your hand, um, at the end of the meeting, you can come up, stand by the piano, and someone will come speak to you, okay? Thanks. Uh, can I have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics? 
Okay. Uh, we like to suggest that if your hand isn't raised, uh, that maybe you make an effort to hang out with those who are, whose hands are. Okay. Um, so, Broward County Intergroup is where you can buy AA-related literature and medallions. Intergroup is also responsible for creating our where and when and scheduling the AA hotline. Please stop by and visit them. Next. Broward County Institutions Committee is responsible for bringing meetings into places where people like us can't get out to an AA meeting, such as jails, detoxes, and rehabs. They meet, Monday to, they meet monthly sorry, uh, to organize the meeting schedules at the 12-step house. It's the second Saturday of uh, every month at 10 a.m. I'm sorry? This so this Saturday. Thank you. Um, and if you'd like to speak to somebody who's, who works with BCIC, you can speak to Brian. Uh, there are some upcoming service opportunities, and flyers are on the piano up here. Uh, the 2023 Intergroup Appreciation Banquet will be having their next planning meeting on Wednesday, March 22nd at 6 p.m. And our next speaker, we have Paulette for two more weeks, luckily. Um, but uh, starting on the 30th, we have Bobby R., who will be speaking. Okay, and for those of you who want to take Paulette's advice and crack open the big book a little bit more often, uh, we, have, we have a big book study group that meets uh, every Monday at 7.15, so same time in this room, and we would love to have you. Thank you. Um, yeah, and that's all. Thank you. So we have tonight's session and all past speaker podcasts online for free at alcoholicsandgod.org. I'd like to invite you guys again to the Monday Night Big Book Study. And those who wish to thank tonight's speaker, please line up down the center aisle. And let's close with the Lord's Prayer, seated. Who woke us up this morning? For in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our
possessions that I have amount to nothing at all.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. See the light. 
blessings when I go to sleep at night and I dream now. Yeah, I dream now. And everything's alright. <laughs> oh, man. Going on 10 years old, that song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye.
Tennessee. Got one man that just won't. 